Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 126, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. There, sat in front of the pink wall, is Jed Shepherd. And that guy over there is Mr. Rob Jelly, aka Rob Jelly the Third. Hola! How are you doing, man? I'm very good. I'm very good. How are you? I like the chimes this, this week. Yeah, we are, this week, we are in um, a cafe in South London called Isla Ray. Which very is cool. Um, I shouldn't really give you the that information because this is kind of where uh, I like to kind of chill and write. So you just ignore that last bit of information. I know, but I mean, if you are uh, a millionaire or billionaire and want to give yep. me free money, then come along. Oh, otherwise, stay away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's very quick. I, I, I feel like already at this early stage of 2020, yeah, it is going to be the thing for the podcast. I like it. I actually really We're like just, change the scenery. I mean, I just think maybe we could save ourselves a lot of money as well on Post Pop <laughs> Studios. We just basically just rock up and record in cafes and, and diners. Well, Post Pop Studios is coming um, in the next couple of months, so. Um, but in the meantime, it's really good to change scenery. Uh, yeah, it really is. Because it actually kind of it kind of makes us think about what we're saying in a different way. Maybe maybe we'll attack it at a different angle. Yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely. This, this is cool. Though. Angles wise, this is excellent because there's a, there's a wooden staircase above us, which obviously goes to the upstairs flat. I imagine, um, which I don't think belongs to this building. Yeah. Um, flower pots around Christmas tree, a Christmas there. tree, which is in pretty good health yeah. considering it's the middle of January. I know exactly where that Christmas tree's come from as well. Yeah, but. Yeah, from the market up the road. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant literally the field it was growing. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, so that's quite specific knowledge <laughs> to have. Uh, are you well? You good? Very good, thank you. Yeah. Um, Did you have a nice new year? Yeah, good. Spent it uh, with friends, playing games and going onto the roof to see the fireworks, Standard. Standard, yeah. Do you know what game everybody's got right now? Well, I'm pretty sure everyone owns three games in the world. Right, go on. Monopoly. Right. Trivial Pursuit. Right. And Frustration. <laughs> And there are, are three you, board games everyone owns. Have you come from the 1970s? Yes. Right, okay. Um, the one that everyone's going to come off for this Christmas period mm. is Blockbuster. Oh, is it back, is it? Yeah. So, well, uh, as in the video shop. So, the game comes in a VHS case. Oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. You mean the video shop's back? Well, the video shop's back in game form. And it is a brilliant, How? brilliant game. It's essentially charades right. but with an element of you want to kill everybody else who's playing the game because it's really <laughs> frustrating um hence why everyone owns frustration yeah see? <laughs> but it's great it is really really good and oh, i thought like you meant everyone like, got one you know, for christmas like, which by the way we should do, do you know what the tv show the blockbusters tv show you would be great at hosting blockbusters um if, if anyone wants to make it happen i am available can i have a pee please rob Cushion. Works, that works. Yep, yep, exactly. My name literally lends itself <laughs> yeah, it to does. being the modernised version of it. <laughs> P please, Bob. <laughs> P please, Rob. It just works, you see? It works. Um, no, it's, it's, that's the way to spend New Year's Eve, really. Games, general chit-chat, hanging out, hanging out watching around. fireworks. Did you see the video? I saw this uh, amazing video of someone who'd um, taken the key moment, the finger-click moment in Avengers Endgame. Right. They'd started playing the film... Uh, like at two hours and 15 minutes before midnight. Amazing, amazing. And then at the moment where Iron Man clicks his fingers... Midnight. Midnight, and they panned out the window, and it was the Sydney Harbour fireworks. That's and like, so good. I'm like, dude, 
I don't care even if you've actually cheated and sat yeah. there with the thing on pause for like three minutes before yeah, yeah. and just back-timed it cleverly, or you genuinely press play at the right moment so that the film played out up to that moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was one of those amazing moments that you can only do once a year. Yeah. This came round a couple of years... We'll get to the pilot, by the way, in a minute. <laughs> um, this came around a few years ago when someone... Um, shit, and I, I don't know how I'd managed to not do this, but I wasn't following Phil Collins on Twitter. What? I know. I, obviously, someone had hacked my account and unfollowed him because wow. I'm pretty sure he was the first person I followed <laughs> um, like 10 years ago. But so, uh, someone had retweeted his tweet that said, if you play In the Air tonight mm-hmm. at 11.57 at <laughs> and like 17 seconds, yeah. the, the drum, drum. Fill, fills in. Bang. Love it. Midnight. Um, and I'm thinking... Well, that's every new year for the rest that's of my it life. Done. Yeah, yeah, that's sorted. <laughs> um, oh, magnificent! I do like that. But here we are in a brand new year. Um, if this is the first episode you picked up on for the for a little while, or maybe the very first episode, thank you very much and welcome aboard. Um, this is a journey which does not need chronological uh, catch no. up. Uh, you can jump back and forth throughout the episodes that you like the look of from the titles. Uh, shows that you've seen before that you think, oh, I wonder what Jed and Rob think of that. Yeah, awesome. Jump into it. Pick up where you want. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it, really. We and are also, just attacking these in the order they kind of appear yeah. in our brain. And if you want to find out what order they're actually in, um, on the last episode, which was our New Year special, which yep. was the top 50 updated pilots ever. Top 50. Yep. You can see the list in order of our top 200 plus TV shows yep. uh, from the best to the worst. And Spoiler alert. Yeah. There is one missing. Is there? I we just can't figure it out. Yeah, can't I we? Can't, I'm so sorry. The admin of this show, right, was doing so well until about <laughs> some point last year where I've, I've completely missed a show. If you can figure out what that is, you get a badge. Yeah, there's 239 shows in our league table. Yeah. Now, obviously, we do two a week. Yeah. So there must be 240. Yeah, there must be one. Missing. I'm missing one from last year. And I know it's Puggle. from last year as well. No puggles in there. Did you see um, the image I used uh, with our Christmas episode? Oh, hang on a minute. No. My, okay. Have you changed it? I, I'm. S- you, ha, at some point, right. are you going to have a look it, now? Do it now. Okay. Do it now. Why not? Because so basically, <laughs> I feel like you've you've drawn on my face. <laughs> when I upload uh, the the episodes to, to to drop, I can basically do. I can say what I want. I can do what I want. Um. So click on it, Rob. Yeah. The image. Yeah. And and if you click on, I uh, know, but you have to click on the actual episode and yeah. and the description. Merry Christmas from Jed and Rob at the Pilot no, Podcast. No, no, you have to open it up wide. It is open up wide, mate. There's no more to it. What oh, have you done? That's weird. You've broken it. Okay, maybe it you have plays. to do it on a desktop or, or it, iTunes or something. Uh... Um, but anyway, have a look for a nice little surprise, guys, uh, when you get a chance. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <What they're... laughs> done? Now I'm really concerned that you've drawn on my face. You'll see, you'll see. You have to use it on a laptop. Um, oh no, that's really frustrating me now. I'm just going to annoy you for the next 45 <laughs> minutes while we discuss these two shows. Base, I'll tell you, basically, it's Pugwall, um, a Christmas Pugwall, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pugwall next to a Christmas tree with a Santa hat on. Was there a Christmas episode? No, I don't think there was. Right, okay, it wasn't going but long enough. I just enough. suddenly found it. Wasn't it wasn't going long enough. Um, guys, Pugwall is great. But this week, we are doing two new shows. We are. Um, and I think, possibly. I'm first. You are not first. Great, no. I'll be second then. It's <laughs> <laughs> so my New Year's resolution to, to be second. Your New Year's resolution is to maybe pay more attention. Yeah. Do um, you have a New Year's resolution, by the way? Uh, I have several. Okay, reel uh, them la- off. Last, last year I tackled three, succeeded with two. Okay, you tell me the what they are. I'll time. tell you how likely you are to, to keep it up. Uh, well, first one, learn to dance. 
you'll do we that. We know that's happening because yeah. I'm learning for a, a charity night. Yeah. Um, the other one is a sort of pick up from last year, and that's to learn a bit more Danish. Ooh. So I did start last year, but I it sort of fell up by the wayside a little bit. Interesting. Why Danish? Uh, Sandy Toxvig told me to. Oh, okay. Well, you need to do that immediately. And I'm saying no more about it at this point. And then once you've learned it, yep. you need to send her a voice message. Yeah, well, I actually tried to wish her a happy new year last year in Danish. Yeah. But all I did was did the typical thing of Google Translate and read it literally. Yeah. And unfortunately in Danish, lots of the vowels are pronounced very differently. And yeah. lots of the consonants are not even pronounced. So I just read it verbatim from the page. And yeah, she yeah. just went, well, that just sounded like a load of gibberish. But I... Think you said Happy New Year in there, and I was like, oh, "Well, I did, yes." I did that the other day. I uh, was somewhere, um, and someone just said um, they're living in Sweden now. This person, I tangentially know this this lady, and I was like, "Just, just because, I, just <laughs> without thinking, I was like, oh, I know Swedish.'" Um, she, what do you know? I was like, "Jagelskaday," and she was like, "What?" And it's like, oh, because that means I love you in, in Swedish. <laughs> and then it was just awkward. It was just awkward from then on. And now you have a restraining order <laughs> yeah, against that's you. That's the only thing I know. Um, the other going. one includes, uh, um, I'm no longer wash, washing up the uh, plates and uh, cups at work. Okay. For 2020. But that was imposed by yourself. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> sick of tidying up other people's crap. Um, I did it so often last year. I came in the first day back in the, yeah. on the 2nd of January. Yeah. And the kitchen was such a tip. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to enforce a New Year's resolution right here and now, 3am. <laughs> I'm not washing up this rubbish anymore. <laughs> Who leaves their stuff? Oh, Name and e shame? Everyone, mate. Really? Okay. The problem is, it's everyone. Right. It's, it's one of those accumulative things. Nobody leaves a lot, yeah. and everyone leaves a little. And that piles up over 30-odd people in a day. It should be whoever's the last one in the office. No, it shouldn't. Make sure no, it's gone. that's unfair. That's unfair on the people who are on the yeah. late shift. And I don't blame the late shifts. Yeah. Sorry, we, I, we will definitely get to the podcast in a minute. Well, um, this is interesting, though. This is interesting. It genuinely is not the fault of the people who are on the last shift of the day. Yeah. Now, if they are leaving parts of it, then it does fall to their, their you know, at their door yeah. a little. Okay. But I regularly would just, because number one, to be honest with you, I, I find it quite therapeutic washing up. Right. I quite no. like washing up. <laughs> There's no, right. I find it personally. Dress quite it how you want. It's awful. I'm a weirdo, right? I find it quite therapeutic. Sometimes I want to. I'd rather throw up. away things and wash them. I'm like, no. do I really need this spoon? I do quite enjoy washing up, <laughs> which is why I did it so often last year. Okay. Right. But after doing it and sort of, you know, you sort of wipe down the side afterwards, don't yeah. you? You kind of clean the side. I think, right, there we go. Got a nice clean kitchen. If I want to make a cup of tea or have some breakfast, it's clean and you know sanitary to have so. By that afternoon, the place was an absolute tip. And I was like, well, do you know what? No, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. So that was another user. I've got a couple of others, but I can't remember what they are right now. I think they're all doable. Oh, they're all doable. Yeah. I've, just, I've only got one this year. Go on. Continue to be awesome. Well, like, you succeeded for 30 plus years, so yeah. I'm sure this year will be no different. I'm, I'm going to keep going. If I break it, Rob, you need to call me up on it. Be like, Jed, you've been a little bit less than awesome. Remember what you promised. What is your physical punishment if you stop being awesome? I will need... Why does that have to be a physical punishment? Because it has Stick to be a, be a mental has, one. No, it has to be a physical, a physical threat. Okay. I will have to uh, cheerlead at one of your um, your your football games. Done. 
Absol- I will cheerlead. Absolute, absolutely done. Yeah, okay. We'll make that happen. <laughs> but I doubt it's going to happen because you will continue to be I awesome. I will continue to be uh, awesome. Uh, will your show be awesome this week? Spoiler Ooh. alert, yes, it will. I mean, um, anything with is, David Tennant. It is David Tennant week on the yeah. Pilot Podcast for Take 126. Um, it's, it's, I've got a show that I've um, been meaning to watch for quite a while now yeah. um, since getting a Prime subscription. Uh, the other show, which is your choice, is one that... I've not heard a bad word about. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be some good scores this week. Will they top the list? Find out in the next little bit. Yep. But if it's okay with you, I'll hop on first yeah. with an episode called In the Beginning. Ooh. It's from a show called Good Omens. with this theme tune yeah but I was very very ha- happy when it was happening on the screen I was like the visuals are working with the music yeah. the narration over the top of it was working beautifully for me yeah it was like you know what it reminded me of you know the situation where you come across a haunted house yep. you walk in yep. go straight down to the basement yep. in the basement there's a box yep. inside that box there's another box yep. open that there's another box yep. open that box there's the music box yep. and the ba- little ballerina dressed in red that spins around mm-hmm. playing frustration with Lemony Snicket yeah and you, this is the theme song that's played out the music box absolutely it is I it's, hate it when that happens I, it's, I'm, I'm out of there straight away mate <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't know what I came down in this basement for in the first place yeah, uh, no it's, it's got this very sort of uh, nursery rhyme-esque feel to it um, yeah it's got kind of a but it's quite plinky plonky as well it's got kind of biblical tango tango-ish yeah in a way it's quite biblical in the sense that it's quite sort of angelic Lots of choral sort of sound, lots of strings, um, quite heavenly, maybe. Ooh, let's see what you did there. See what I did there. Um, <laughs> um, very Harry Potterish, I thought. Magical. Mystical. Mystical yeah. tour. Yeah, magical. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, I did like it, though. It was an excellent entrance uh, to this show. Yeah. Um, quite a long introduction. The theme and the sort of title sequence was yeah. fairly long. It gave us. It, do you know what it reminded me of as well? Mm. Unfortunately, it reminded me of the Big Bang Theory because it does the exact same thing. Because, you know, Big Bang Theory gives you the history of the universe at the start in the yeah, theme song. Yeah, the whole universe is in a hot, dense space nearly 15 billion yeah. years ago. And then yeah, someone wrote a show that was awfully unfunny. Yeah, but that song is actually quite a good song by the Bare Naked Ladies. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm, it's too closely the song rela- is the best thing about that show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's t- too closely related to the TV show, so I, I okay, can't. Okay, fine. Um, but no, this... Were you more pleased with the explainer of the universe in this show? Yeah, because do you know what? We've had a few narrations recently. We have. Which is white writing against black, like, Yeah, you space. weren't a fan of C, were you? No. The Apple TV this, show. This, the visuals, unbelievably good. Really, really clever about the construction of the universe, the good and the evil, the earth, and, and God made this and God made that. And, and they did it in a really kind of... A, cool way kind of, a little bit like Monty Python-esque where the visuals are a bit like almost like someone cut it out of paper and, and placed it on um, really 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 cool sometimes when I watch TV and this applies across the board no matter what, what I'm kind of watching sometimes the experts on the show the people in the know that you watch because they're, they're an authority on it yeah. forget that some people are watching their show for the very first time and yeah. need a bit more entry level information Yeah, and other times some people get it spot on right. I often feel like whenever I watch a space programme with Professor Brian Cox in it, mm-hmm. he talks to me like I'm an idiot. 
in a good way. Yeah. Like he's not assume he's not assuming I know anything about the subject prior to this yeah. show. So he he breaks it down to a level where I kind of. We need to do his show, by the way. Yeah, we yeah, really do. Yeah. He breaks it down to a level where I kind of go, okay, yeah, I understand what you're talking about, where this all builds from, and where we're going from here in this yeah. show. Great. And this introduction does exactly that. It yeah. does so with a bit of humour. It does so with the right tone of voice as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Frances McDormand, who plays the narrator, yep. or God, as she is known. Ooh. Um, she does so, one, she has this wonderful tone and way about her. Mannerisms mm -hmm. are perfect in this. Uh, the visuals definitely accompany it in a great yeah. fashion as well. She talks about how, you know, lots of people believe the Earth to have begun 14 billion years ago. Um, this is, in fact, incorrect. Um, some people believe it started 4,376 BC. This is also incorrect. Um, there was a man who predicted that it started on a Monday, the 19th of August, in 5,236 BC at 9 a.m., he is also incorrect, but only just. It was, in fact, 9.13. Um, and I love that. Great. There was a little... Uh, and I, I kind of... It's bought, Neil Gaiman, isn't it? Uh, like, perfect yeah, writing. It's like, so funny. Wonderfully, wonderfully. Um, that's probably where the American Gods influence comes from. Yeah. Um, for sure. It's just, a, it's just a wonderful introduction that sort of teaches you quite, quite intellectual information, but in a very accessible fashion. Yeah getting you ready for what you're about to view. Because I don't know if, from the poster, I got the right idea for this show I until it started playing. You're right. So, so on Amazon, you get that kind of like thumbnail. And to be honest, that thumbnail looks awful. It just really put me off. Like this, I know it's got amazing people in it. I know mm -hmm. it's Neil Gaiman, so it's going to be good. But is it worth watching? And basically, I've not heard anyone speak about this show genuinely. When American, American Gods came out, Everybody spoke about American Gods, yeah. and like I had to watch it. No one is speaking about this show, and I don't know why because it's a really good show. It's really well good. from the first episode. So anyway. the two main characters, I think, probably worth mentioning at this point. David Tennant, as we know, is Tennant Week. Yeah. Uh, he plays a demon. Mm -hmm. He plays essentially a high-level member of hell called Crowley. Um, Crowley. Later on, he's called Crowley. I don't think he's got a name at the start. No, uh, and uh, Michael Sheen who is a massively underrated actor. Um, I hope he gets more love in America than he does in the UK, but he's a fantastic, oh, fantastic actor. He plays an angel. Yeah. Um, Those two together are unbelievably Aziraphale? Aziraphale? I think is how you... Yeah, Aziraphale. Aziraphale? Something yeah. like that, yes. I, I can't always Bless pronounce you. his name. Thanks. Yep. Um, so the start of it, they are talking. Mm -hmm. You know, they're hanging out together, standing on top of this wall, um, a wall around a garden in the Ooh. middle of a desert. Yeah. Oh, the Garden of Eden. Ah, right. You're starting to get where this is coming from now. So this is right back at the beginning. And in the garden, Adam and Eve are in there. Zooms right in on the tree. Eve grabs the apple. They both have a bit. They're both like... Zooms right in on her behind as well at one point. I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, this yeah. is where this is going. Naked as a baby. <laughs> um, and also as well, because there's a transition from a snake into... The demon form that David Tennant is, so yeah. you, he know, you know he's the snake in the story of Genesis, in you know the Genesis story in the Bible, blah blah blah. I thought that transition was a little bit clunky. It was a bit, wasn't it? It was just like, okay, he's a snake. He's a little bit less of a snake, and now he's David Tennant. It was, <laughs> it, it, it was a big jump. It was like if I'd animated it. Yeah, it was like PS2 animation. Like, yeah, like there was, it was a little bit sketchy. Which actually. is so weird. It's so weird. They probably got quite a lot of money. It's Amazon. You could have smoothed it out a yeah. little bit. I d yeah, I mean, I'd noticed it, but I don't. Yeah. If I don't know if it bothered me that much, because I think it was so early in the show. Yeah. And the animation in the title sequence is also a little bit haphazard. 
I like it in the end, but this, I don't think yeah, this was it, meant to be. No, it certainly suited the yeah, introduction, yeah, yeah. but I don't know if it suited quite much here. Um, so, yeah, Adam and Eve, they're in the garden, they have the apple. Anyway, they leave the garden, they find a back door out, right? Yeah. And off they pop into the desert, introduction uh, title sequence begins. I can't work out if what we're watching here is a sort of the office slash W1A sort of style <laughs> thing about heaven and hell being the management <laughs> company of Earth. I get like, you. Uh, like Interesting. Earth, like Earth is a sort of branch. That's a really good way to think about it. Like it's a bit like they're literally managing Earth. Do you know what? That's exactly what it is. It's like the like admin. A failing, a failing branch in a multi sort of multi-branch store yeah. in a conglomerate and they're looking at Earth going, right, we've got one more chance. So we'll start from scratch. We'll kick a two of them down there, right? And we'll see what happens. Well, that's ex that's kind of exactly what it is because a bit later on, well, we're jumping ahead a little bit. <laughs> Go on. They, they discuss, like, so what, what have you done today? Like like your boss was, okay, so what have you done today? That that will kind of justify <laughs> your job. <laughs> well, okay, I've, um, I've, 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 this, this guy sold this priest, I've made him doubt his, his, his kind of belief. Young girl. In, te in 10 years time, he's going to turn, it's going to turn, yeah. and we're going to get his soul. Another guy was, was just like, oh yeah, in a year's time, I want to get this other guy's soul. And they were telling us, well, I, what I've done is, so like, get a mobile well, network, yeah. <laughs> it's going to have a lot of, lot of angry people. Five million people without a phone signal. Yeah. <laughs> What's that going to do? They have to talk yeah. to each other. They'll and get angry. It's the kind of office chat, like, when you're trying to one-up each other. It's proper It's proper um, water-cooler conversation. Yeah. Um, almost like you say, they're, they're sort of playing God yeah. with the lives of those on Earth. But I really like, at the start, the very start, when they're on that wall talking to each other, where um, they're very much doubting each other. Because, like, um, Michael Sheen is meant to be the good one, the angel. And he's like, what, what, what if my actions are actually bad and your actions are actually good? And David says, oh, no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be... That wouldn't be good. Um, it's just weird just to see this uh, this this kind of like thought process. Yeah, it's the thought. It's it is the because it's, it's the very start. No one knows if what they're doing no. right because there's no precedent. That's true. That's very true. It, it's a very odd start, but it it works. Yeah, and the two of them have a very very nice rapport. Um, it was it's just sort of the awkwardness of Michael Sheen with the. I want to say like the tenacity really that Tennant can have. Is that just because his name's uh, Tennant? No, not really. Tennant to see. No, all right, but just maybe because he's got he's got a bit of an attitude, a bit of sass about him. Yeah. Which he can do really, really well. He does. Um, a little Jessica bit, Jones. He does quite he? well yeah. with Jessica Jones when the he plays. Um, guy. Uh, oh, pff, the name's gonna come to the me. Purple. Bit. Yeah. Purple guy. Um, he plays actually a little bit as Doctor Who as well. He has a little bit of sort of an attitude, a bit of sass about him. Yeah. Because um, he's a Time Lord and all that. Um, but the the premise of this show is um, that they are they have been tasked with, I guess, infiltrating the human race with the Antichrist. Correct. Yeah. That is the antithesis of this show. They have the job of letting Earth be as it is, evolve as it does. They've been there at the beginning, Adam and Eve. They mm -hmm. left the Garden of Eden. Off they pop. They create a world. The world's evolved, moved on. Yeah. Billions of years later, here we are. And it sort of speeds up and goes to 11 days in the past. So just a week and a half ago, and they catch up with things. Now, they have implanted this Antichrist in the form of a baby. Yeah. They've swapped out a human baby, uh, the birth of a, a politician. Yeah. Uh, his wife has a baby. They, they, they go to this nunnery. And these nuns are all basically part of the HR hell team. Yeah, they've got the chattering 
nuns. Hell's of... Angels, I'd like to call them. Very good, very good. So, um, sometimes it writes yeah. itself. And I've seen this in multiple horror films, mostly from the 70s, where it was very... It was the whole satanic panic, uh, late 70s, early 80s. Where there was oh, a lot that's of things. my next album. Excellent. <laughs> satanic panic. <laughs> there was a lot of um, stuff about Satan coming to Earth and and uh, kind of creepy um, cults and collections of people who were trying to bring that about. So this reminded me a lot of that. And mm. in fact, this entire setup is very much um, like a lot of the Omen movies, where which is about the um, uh, the son of the devil coming to Earth in the form yeah. of a child and. Um, it's very, it's very good, very unexpected. I didn't realise there was going to be that kind of like horror element to it as well, but there is. There is yeah. indeed, and so they swap the child out, uh, and then they follow said child yeah. through its life for the first years of its life. They know the deadline that they deadline, are. Like, see, see, see what we did there. See, I'm full of them today, mate. I'm on fire. <laughs> um, like I would be in hell. Uh, so they, they're following her, uh, the Antichrist to his eleventh birthday. Mm-hmm. At that point, they know he is going to name the hellhounds that they're going to release on Earth, yep. at which point Armageddon will begin the end of times. Sounds good. Has begun. There is a small issue, though. What's that, Rob? Come on. There's been a little bit of a mix-up. When the child was being swapped out at birth, yeah. there was a bit of a clumsy nun. You know? She was hesitating a little bit. Yeah, there was she was stopping, speaking to people. There's sleepy nun, there's grumpy nun, and there's clumsy nun. <laughs> yeah. And clumsy nun has swapped the wrong baby for the Antichrist. They only asked her to get the biscuits as well. Oh, they wanted to do some party rings. That's all they wanted. With a pink icing. Yeah. And then she got lumbered with the uh, son of son of the devil yeah. babysitting duty. Yeah. Where is he? Room three. Okay, good. It's not room three, room four. Ah, you could see it. And, and the thing is, it's spelled out, obviously, so you're, you're already in on the, the mistake before it's yeah. even happened. So you're fully aware of what's going on here. That That's not really the point of the show. The point of the show is to see what happens once they realise on his 11th birthday yeah. they've got the wrong one. It's going to be really interesting to see if it's like a nature versus nurture thing. Will the son of the devil grow up to be evil if he's with normal parents? Yeah. Or will the normal person grow up to be the devil? Um, with devilish parents. Well, this is what we're going to find out Very over the rest of the series, which is yeah. just a, a six a six episode season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is only one season as well on on Prime, um, but we are only talking about this very first episode. Um, I just I, I find it I find it really really funny. It was it's, it's so it's so relatable when you've sort yeah. of been you know we've all had a situation where we've been maybe trying to maybe sort of. Butter up someone to sort of you know work favor or something like that, or even maybe when you're sort of trying to trying to sort of you know get to get a date with someone for the first time, and you've been sort of trying all your things, and you realise you've it's been completely wasted because you've you've misread the signs or you've got the wrong person completely. You know what I mean? Like you've completely, has that happened to you? Oh, it happens on a weekly basis. <laughs> Always emailing away, thinking, oh, I, I have a little bit of an email flirt here. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute, I've mistaken this person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it is and it is funny to watch this happen and see both of Michael Sheen and David Tennant go at the same time. Wrong boy. Yeah. <laughs> like eleven years of their careers yeah. and work has gone basically down the swanee. The thing is, like it's, it's it's good writing, but I think anyone with a brain would know this was always going to happen. Yeah, this was always when you, when you saw there were three different babies. Oh, this is this, <laughs> and they do it in a it's re- the whole ex- cup trick in it with yeah. the ball under the cups. They explain it in a really good way. They so um, not only that. Do you remember at the, at the kids' party they talk about magicians, Penn and Teller, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff, and then they introduce this three card Monty thing uh, where things get mixed up. Um, it's really good, Ryan. And pilot episodes for a pilot episode, the kind of the best things about it is we are dropped into a situation um, 
I guess the protagonists are David Tennant and um, Michael Sheen. Sheen, and we're following their journey rather than the kids' journey. We're following their journey, mm. like good as as the kind of modifications bod- um, of um, good and evil, which is kind of a weird one. It is. It is weird because yeah. you'd think that being that you were there at the birth of the child of the Antichrist himself, yeah, that would be the journey you would follow. We I all talk think, about yeah. that journey that we follow as part of the show that you dropped into in the pilot episode. But actually, we're not. We, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, who the Antichrist is, it's yeah. not him that we're following. It's yeah. David Tennant and Michael Sheen and yeah. their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether or not you know Michael Sheen will turn bad, or whether David Tennant will turn good, or or what, or yeah. what's going to unfold from there. There was a there's a film. Um, by Wim Wenders, German director, I think, from the 80s. Um, it's a black and white film starring Peter Falk, Colombo. Right. He, play, he plays an angel. And he's, I believe the storyline is he's kicked out of heaven. He has to earn, earn his wings back, basically. Right. So he has to do a few good deeds. And it is one of the most amazing movies, by the way. You'd love it. Um, Colombo, who's, who basically is an angel. Brilliant. Don't need to say anything more. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to say anything um, about it. But it really reminded me of this, just like because there's another angel with him as well, yeah. trying to help him. Just two angels in the city, trying to figure out what to do, being as useless as a normal human would be. Love it. Love that yeah. kind of thing. It's yeah. really clever, and it's actually quite. It's really well shot as well. Apart from that weird CGI snake bit at the beginning, there's some really lovely shots. <laughs> yeah, that was you know, some like beautiful sparse white office space when he goes back to heaven and you know yeah. catches up with the team around the water cooler there. And then there's the conversations in the car and this sort of vintage vehicle, um, this sort of shot across the green when they're having the birthday party outside. Yeah. Um, they didn't dwell too much on the Garden of Eden. You didn't see No, it but it wasn't, it wasn't necessary, I don't think, to dwell on that. I don't yeah. think it was... It was kind of like... So what we needed to know was is that, you know, both Crowley and Azeraphale were there yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been there ever since for yeah. the next 13 billion years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Till this moment where the the Antichrist turns 11 <laughs> and names yeah. a dog, which, which like, is just madness. Yeah. And there's like a lot of things to, to be said about this that can be maybe taken the wrong way from people who don't understand what they're trying to do. Because it's, it's kind of like a satire, isn't it? It's not meant to like offend <laughs> anyone. It's not meant to be something that makes people angry but i think there's going to be a lot of people maybe that's why it didn't kind of kick off as much as it kind of would have for example like american gods or something like that yeah and i and i don't know whether or not the whole series itself actually comes to a conclusion at the end of the sixth episode i, I have actually have you read the book uh no okay well like, okay fine say no, say no i was gonna say <laughs> if you have seen it don't say anything else listen the episode is called in the beginning um it first uh, landed on amazon prime back in may last year the 31st of may last year yeah um and there's only six episodes as well so it's uh, probably quite an easily a consumable show yeah. to get to the end of the season i would i would say I if there's a second yeah but i don't know and the thing is you, you basically almost don't have a choice because like amazon prime really pushes this really 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 pushes it um i will watch it Will you? Yeah, I will watch it because I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Should we go and through the commandments now? Or? We can do the commandments yeah, yeah, now. Okay. Yeah, why not? Start the year. We should really go over those and make sure we're happy with the Ten Commandments. <laughs> if we maybe want to make some administrative changes. Um, but I'm pretty sure the first one is a staple of every yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. F- first episode of any show. Do you want to watch number two? Yes. yes. But do you know what? N- I'm not rushing. Okay. Yeah. Are you? I would have done. I would right, have carried okay. on watching it straight away. But I, you know, was... Watching this uh, a couple of days ago, mm. and I was squeezing it into a little short window that I knew I had an opportunity to do so. But yeah. I think, yeah, I will find some time. I might even watch it tomorrow evening once I've got an evening spare. Yeah, I might put a couple of extra next couple of episodes on. Okay, um, does so it have our Pogwall episodes to watch? 
if you haven't watched them all. Yeah, I'm making my way through them slowly. Right, right, okay, okay. Same pacing them. myself, yeah, yeah. pacing myself. <laughs> uh, but it's a classic, anyway. You can go back to that anytime <laughs> yeah, you yeah. like. Um, in. Commandment number two, does it have a memorable theme tune slash does it mention the title of the show? Doesn't mention the title. Don't think it mentions the title. Is it memorable? I don't no. think it's memorable, no. Is it fitting? I think it would become recognisable after watching it a few times. Hum it right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. It would become yeah, recognisable. I think that should be the thing. If you, if you can't okay, hum if it straight you can't back. Hum it, okay, yeah. no, good point. That's probably the test, isn't it? Can you <laughs> hum it straight back? And the no, answer's no. We only listened to it 20 minutes back. Um, number three, does yep. it introduce you to a new character or journey? Well, multiple new characters, and the journey we're following is probably of the two lead... I don't know if it's a new journey, though. The journey started at the back at the beginning of the time. You get introduced to them at the start of time, but now here we are at the cusp of Armageddon, so... It's kind of unconventional, isn't it? Because, you th I mean, the whole thing is about this potential child who's like the son of the devil. But we're not... I don't think... I don't think we're going to continue to follow that person. I don't know. I think we, I think we will. Do you think? I think we will. I think it's been played down a bit in the pilot episode. I'm a bit confused by whether or not it's a yes or no for this question. I would say... Yes, technically, because we got introduced to the Antichrist in this episode at birth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we sped forward 11 years to the point of Armageddon beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So technically, yes, but I, it didn't feel like a massively obvious journey to jump in with. If a question, I think we should say no. Okay, good point. Yeah. Would you pause for a pee? Well, this was, I, this, I, was, this was a live thing that actually happened. No, I didn't. Okay, I would. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to. Well, I think I sometimes I do because I know I need to make notes of things. Yeah. Well, do you know, like, the way I see it is if it's an hour, which, yep. which is basically an hour. And I'm not willing I'm not to pausing. get cystitis over it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. That's a good uh, point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number five. Do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate with one or more of the characters? Do you feel something for someone? Michael Shane. Yeah, I do. Um, possibly not I Tenant. I, I like I, Tenant. I quite like Tenant, though. Yeah. There is, I mean, there's something to be said about the nun that gets it wrong as well. Just a little bit. Just like, oh, man. Everyone's been in I that situation. I don't feel very strongly about yeah. any of them. Yeah. But I, I feel a little bit of something for most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a bit of a hit and miss. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would. But yeah. not as much as I would. Other shows. And even the other show we're going to do today. Yeah, okay. Probably. Is there a mic drop? I mean, no, because we saw, we saw the yeah, twist come in. Yeah, I think they spell out the mic drop <laughs> Very much for so, the yeah. audience so that we know it's coming before the cast do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the, the cast get it and you're like, oh, wrong boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is one, but it's a very, we're, we're led to it yeah. with signposts and neon lights. So. It goes down in slow motion. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it goes down in installments. Yeah, on a feather pillow. Yeah, it's the uh, Harry Kane of TV shows. <laughs> goes down in installments. <laughs> Does it defy expectations? This is better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah? Mm. I think it met it. I, pr I pretty much knew what I was getting into going into it. Okay. Um. Has it aged well? Only last year. Is it a timeless show? I think it's. I think there's a, there's a slight rewording of this one needed, perhaps. It, is the show timeless? I, I, I like that. I like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I would say no, and the reason why is I think... I think it's just a little bit... I mean, the book Good Omens came out in, like, what, the 80s, probably? Probably. Um, and there's probably a reason why it took so long for it to be made. It's, probably, it's quite hard to make it. And I just think some of the things it deals with will offend people. Yep. 
Even oh, though they shouldn't really be definitely. offended. It will definitely offend people. <sighs> Timeless? I'm not sure about that. We'll see, we'll see. Okay, only time will tell. Yeah. Um, and I guess, is the hype real? Again, I'm not sure about this commandment being... I think it was a lot less hype for this than American Gods. Yeah, for sure. Um, and no one's ever mentioned the show to me. Okay. Ever. Ah, uh, did... Yeah, I think I think this is maybe like, do people talk about this show? No. So true. That's a good it's, way. It's do do people or did people talk about this show when it came out? So we should say, is it a water cooler show? Yeah. Is it? Does it pass the water cooler conversation test? No, I would say. No, I don't think it does either. Yeah. Um, it's not the one you rush into the office next morning and go, oh my god, did you see Good Omens? Yeah. It's not that. So, yeah, okay. Not even close. Slight yeah. tweaking of a couple of the commandments, yeah. but ultimately they still stand by the same rules that every other show has gone by. Let's score it at the end. Um, let's save a little something for the end of the episode. And <laughs> yeah. let's move on to your show this week, which is, of course, another Tenant so, special. Yeah, well, so we're sort of sticking to um, uh, the David Tenant theme. We've got, um, and actually, this one's quite interesting because uh, so we're doing Broadchurch. Um, and the this one's quite interesting because we've seen since this came out in 2013 on ITV the evolution of David Tennant from obviously Doctor Who to like a real serious kind of character actor who can do like not just like the, the kind of Saturday afternoon kind of light stuff but also things a little bit deeper and um, ends getting into films and stuff. So what, this what was the first time. This is proper acting. Yeah. Tell you what, it's depressing as well. Like, it is. If if let's if you're in the mood to be like completely depressed and I think life is bleak and there's no hope for any light, then this is a show in the in the best possible way. Um, this had this had a lot of feels. <laughs> this had a lot of feels. Now I know we're doing Tenant Week because we're kind of comparing two shows that he was in, but I want to immediately throw in at this point that I think the star of this show is Olivia Colman. Yes, yeah, she is simply. Unbelievable as an actor. See, like I agree, but are we looking at this from the fact that we know she is right now? No. She's like a national treasure. Go no, because for me, I've seen very little of what Olivia Coleman's ever done. Not okay. through choice, just through. Because you hate her. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Just I think the shows she's been in generally haven't been at the front of my kind of to watch list. We need to rectify that immediately. Um, yeah, oh, of course. I'm, well, on the we back. We did peep show, didn't we? No, have we done? Yeah, we have done Peep yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't okay. particularly good. Go. It was really weird. Yeah, not really the greatest weird. first episode. We've done The Crown as well, of course. Yeah. Um, but with um, Star of S Episode Three, Season Two, something like that. Emma um, Webb, yeah, Emma, Emma Webb. Louise. <laughs> oh, um, but uh, I don't think I've ever watched enough of Olivia Coleman to really appreciate how good she is. Because I, I'm going to jump straight into this point, and I'm, I'm flipping straight into the middle of the episode here. But I, I wrote down. No theme song, no nothing? Just straight oh, into the... Forget the theme song okay. for a minute. Yeah. There isn't really one anyway, <laughs> yeah. but we'll come back to that in a second. It's just mood. Yeah. Can't, I cannot tell if Olivia Coleman is so good mm -hmm. that she's so far ahead of every other actor... Right. ...or that, that everyone else in this is terrible... Okay. ...or I'm supposed to be suspicious of the dad. <laughs> anyway... Back to the start, and then we'll come back to that point in a minute, because that I genuinely am so impressed by her... The thing is, I actually think everyone else in this is pretty rubbish. The, the reason why I think Olivia Coleman works for me is she seems to embody, she's like an every man, she's an every person, 
Like she, you see her on screen, you think, okay, she's representing what I would do in this situation. Mm. Rather than David Tennant, who is like a hard-boiled detective, policeman type person, Olivia Coleman's character is very much a human. Um, she more realistic. She's person. Our, she's our emotional blanket. Yeah. In this, and yeah. that's meant in the nicest way possible. Yeah. But but also like Tennant, she came from a com- like a like a lighter background, like comedy, yeah, sitcoms, peep show, and as you stuff. mentioned. Um, I think just before this, she did a film called Tyrannosaur, which she plays an abused wife, and that's the first time I was like, oh wow, so she's the best actor of all time then. Um, and then seen <laughs> a, a statement I would actually agree <laughs> yeah. with. I think she might actually be the best actor to ever walk the earth. But seeing him in this, like, and it's just so subtle. And I think it's her tone of voice as well. Like, something about it just, like, cuts through you, just, like, in the best possible way. It's just like, wow. Okay. All right, look. You said that, and it, I this felt it. This is supposed it. to be Tenant Week, not Coleman Week. <laughs> yeah, we, should okay. have put our, we should have Coleman Week one week. We should have Coleman Week. Um, theme tune, there isn't... Uh, let's go back right to the beginning. There's not really a theme tune to this. Yeah. It's a bit of a kind of sonic... Signature. Sort of signature, rather than a theme song yeah. itself. But then I think that probably suits the show... Um, being the subject matter it is. She plays DS Ellie Miller. Yes, she does. Uh, against or former DS Ellie Miller. Yeah, um, because D.I. Alec Hard- Hardy, which is David Tennant. Has just come in and nicked her job. Um, so, yeah, 60 seconds in, um, before you get the sort of title sequence itself, you get a scene where at night um, a boy is seen right on the cliff edge. 11-year-old boy, Danny Latimer. Um, yep, and um, bang, title Broadchurch, and yeah. then the next thing you go into normal daytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a man walking down the high street saying hello to everyone. Seems very much sort of southwest coast, quite Cornish, um, yeah. local kind of everyone knows everyone sort of lifestyle. Um, very pleasant, very pleasant sort of afternoon or sorry morning. Um, the world's going round. Everything's going as yeah. as it should. A do. Small close knit community yep. minding our own business. Ellie's first day at back at work. Yeah. Or maybe not, because she's come back from what I believe to be maternity leave, because she was pushing a buggy in the scene a moment earlier, um, and then only to be told that the job's not been held open and she's been replaced by D.I. Alec Hardy, played by David Tennant. She's yeah. like, what are you talking about? You said the job was mine, blah, blah, blah. Good impression, man. Ranty, ranty, ranty. And even at that point, like, you immediately feel sorry for her. You're already, you're already on her side. Yeah. Right at the very start of the show, you're thinking... Well, that's a bit unfair. Like she, she, she's clearly just had a baby. She's yeah. come back to work as the as the local, you know, DI. Oh, what's going on here? That's, I mean, like, talk about stabbing the back type thing. Like, well, David Tennant just walked in. Don't care. David Tennant, Doctor Who's, I, Doctor Who's just walked I in. Don't give a monkey. You, you'd give him the job, wouldn't you? No. Doctor Who. No. <sighs> All right, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I would. Well, went, it's Doctor Who. Doctor Who's here, and Sophie from Peep Show. Who's got the job? Safer from Beep Show. Okay, fair obviously. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's that sort of immediate sort of tension uh, placed right in the episode, and therefore you're kind of already on Ellie's side. Yeah. Um, thinking, oh, she's a human. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to you know do it go about her life. She's having a family. She's trying to balance that with career. Um, and clearly, she's an important part of the community because, like this place has already demonstrated, everybody knows everyone. Everyone kind of looks out for everyone, uh, and that's lovely. But now you've suddenly got this immediate sort of, okay, Alec and Ellie are going to be sort of, you know, butting heads together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get reports of a body being washed up uh, on the beach uh, down by the cliffs. And this is obviously where the, the story really kind of kicks in. And this is where we're kind of rooting the whole basis of this show on. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's kind of based on because um, uh, Chibnall, who uh, wrote it, he also did the um, uh, the new series of Doctor Who. He lived in that kind of area, Dorset area. Okay. And uh, when he did like Torchwood and things like that, yep. he kind of set some of the stuff around there so he wouldn't be away from his family. So when he was looking for places to set Broadchurch in, Dorset was, Easy was the right place. I'll just say that um, the, the characters um, that they play, Tennant and Coleman, were written especially for them as well. So Doesn't it, surprise me. Yeah, because you can see it's really catered for their, like, to promote their skills the relationship between them as yeah. well um yeah for sure so there's a few things i want to sort of tackle straight away um early days and that is uh, obviously this uh, what i've already mentioned about ellie um olivia coleman's character um she's very much a part of the community so everybody knows who she is everyone knows what she does what her job is um but she's also ellie she's not you know ds miller she's ellie yeah and i think that's a beautiful little touch in the writing um whereas di alec hardy is D.I. Hardy. Yeah. He's very big, professional, official. Come from the, He's the big city cop in the small town. He's now, definitely got some issues, hasn't he? Yeah, right. So there's definitely <laughs> issues here. Number one, not only is he big city cop in a small town lying low, mm -hmm. which we discover with a small conversation he has with the boss when they're having a 99 ice cream on the pier, but also he has like these little moments of flashbacks and he's muttering to himself when he walks down the beach towards the body. When he walks towards the body um, um, on the beach... He's going, oh, no, please, not now, not not now, yeah. not this, not again, not again. And he's like, okay, something's obviously happened yes. in a previous case that he's ringing alarm bells. Yeah, and that um, carries on throughout, because obviously I've watched on, um, that's a big a big thing later, a bit later so on. So there's lots of questions being planted on quite early in the episode um, of his character, his past. There's a reference to something called Sandbrook, which I assume is the name of a case or an operation that maybe went bad that he was involved in and is possibly the reason why he's now sort of lying low in a small town trying to just, you know, get keep away. at keep at the job but also get out of the way and let things settle whilst, you know, an internal investigations going on, something like that. There's lots of suggestions to these things and if you've watched any amount of cop shows in your time, you'll be very familiar with the way it sort of lays out this story that yeah. you know is going to unfold in the coming weeks with the show. I think it's always like, I mean, even though we know it's fiction, it's always sad when you see like a child um, oh. being at the centre of this. It's like, oh man. I mean, I haven't got children, but like, I, I felt like, oh man, this is, well, this is tough. I think this might be where I can recatch up with my earlier comment about Olivia Colman being this good. Yeah. There's two moments for me mm -hmm. which are just stand out from the whole episode. There's the one the where. The ice cream. Yeah, obviously. Because you want one, yeah. Yeah, obviously. I'm a big fan of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Rob Jelly. Um, <laughs> No, the, when, the moment she walks down the beach and she can see a body and she realises it's a child and then she yeah. gets close enough to realise who it is mm. and she falls apart. Yeah. Now, she's a, she's a detective. She works at the police force, but this is the first time she's ever had to deal with such a thing and she stops being a cop and she starts being a mum. Yeah. And there's that element, I think, even if you're not a parent, if you're a human, yeah. you immediately feel some of what she is portraying on screen. Yeah. And the way she does it... I mean, I was welling up. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I watched this show and I found it really hard not to actually cry. I think I've, in the 200 plus shows we've done, we were 126 episodes of the pilot. Yeah. We've done more than 240, 250 shows. Mm -hmm. I think I've cried at maybe one. Puggle, and that, yeah. Yeah, Puggle was sad. No, it was Afterlife. Oh, now yeah, that was yeah. joint. That was joint. That's designed to make you well, cry. Number one, that was yeah. designed to make you cry. But that yeah. was also a, quite a sort of, you know, sensitive time in my life when yeah. I lost my nan. Mm -hmm. So that, 
was like a moment where you know emotions were very high anyway, and that was just the and, and the show does that does yeah. its job anyway. But in over 240 shows, I've rarely come to even close to feeling that much emotion towards a character, one character. Yeah. But Olivia Coleman had me like right on the edge of actually bawling it. She, she's, she's, she's incredible. And I think you're right in saying putting her on screen means everyone else needs to either give mm. up or like step up. up step up. Yeah. The, yeah. I would say <laughs> it should be a, it should be a sort of a nod to your abilities that you've been considered to be good enough to play alongside Olivia Coleman. Yeah. But now is your time to step up and prove your worth. Yeah. So the first time that she does that for me is when she's on the beach walking towards the body. The second time she doesn't even use words. Mm. is when she's sat in the front room with the family. Yeah. David Tennant's there as well. Now obviously he's the lead detective and he has had to deal with this before. So he does say, Look, let me let me go with it. You tell me if you see anything odd about the family, because ultimately, whilst I know what's happened is dreadful, and you're personally close to it, you know these people better than I do, and you'll be able to tell whether something's not right. So, you monitor them, see what you feel from that. And yeah. David Tennant breaks the news to them that it's their son, and Olivia Coleman sits there in silence, and she just has eyes full of tears. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't even say anything. And like the mum of the of the boy who dies turns to Ellie and says, you know, is it because because David Tennant plays the very professional role of like we we believe it is. Yeah. But he does it all very officially and, and rightly so. You cannot assume these things until it's proven, proven. Yeah. Um, and they look at Ellie and the, and the mum goes, is it is it him? And she just does his smallest of nods. Yeah. And one tear, and I know it's acting. I know it's acting, but it's just great, yeah. Jesus H Christ, I was in bits. Yeah. But imagine you're a director w watching this, and you're just like, "Well, I've got the scene. Pr probably just do a couple of takes, just and then we move on." And then you point the camera there, and you're in the action, and she oh, does if that. I was the cameraman, mate. I would have been bawling it. Yeah, but it would just be like. Do I say cut now? I'll just leave this for another 25 minutes and have this be the whole episode. Because um, i tell you what, I would have sat there and watched 25 minutes yeah. of them just sitting there watching her well up. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. It's so great. powerful. Unbelievably Wait, and this is powerful. episode one. Just think what you've got to come. No, no, this is halfway through episode one. Yeah. I think, despite the show has already lit and blacked one element, which is a key thing for us, and that's a good theme tune, Yeah. I think this might be one of the best things we've ever watched. Interesting. Um, what anyway, do you think sorry, about the on. ensemble cast? You have other. You have Jodie Whittaker there. Yeah. Well, by the way, yeah. Let's also address the fact that Jodie Whittaker plays Mum, yeah. and she's brilliant. Yeah. She's and, amazing. I mean, obviously, Chris Ch Chibble Tribunal wrote this. He also did the new series of Doctor Who with Jodie mm. Whittaker as the Doctor herself. Um, um, she's brilliant in this, and this is probably the first time when I originally watched this that I saw Jodie Whittaker. I hadn't really seen and her. And probably much paid before. attention to yeah, her as well. Like, Wow, this lady is great. I mean, she was in um, Attack the Block as well. She plays a lady oh, okay. in Attack the Block. Um, I thought she was Brilliant. great as well. Yeah. She plays plays Beth uh, Latimer. Um, that's uh, Danny's mum. Mm -hmm. um, I want to give two mentions to two characters who I actually set, dropped the C-bomb at when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, and you, you already know who I'm talking about, I guarantee you. Um, Ollie... Right, yeah, yeah. The local, yeah. like, try hard reporter. Yeah. And Karen, the big time media journo. Yeah, the yeah, two yeah. of them are journalists. Absolute Christmases, they are. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I felt genuinely furious at myself for working within the media, right? Knowing that this is how they are casting 
journalists. But do you know what? In this case, this is the truth. This is what happens. I guarantee you there are people worse than those two yeah. clowns. Yeah, those the parents' phones will be cloned. It's crazy. Okay, so I was so angry. I went from being up absolutely heartbroken yeah. to being furious with rage in about 15 minutes flat. Yeah. I was so... I, honestly, I, I, I literally wrote down... Mate, in keep here, watching. Just keep watching. I, I wrote down, <laughs> try not to swear. So... <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you to keep watching and see what happens. I actually wrote... I wrote the F word down and the S word. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Actually, yeah. I wrote, I would physically assault... Oliver, right? <laughs> I actually wrote something else to it, but I'll, I'll refrain from having to edit this later. Um, and then I put the bit I, I literally hate this the most about journalists. <laughs> because there's no heart sometimes. They're only interested in clicks and hits. What if you think? It's, and that's, it's their and job. And they need that job, job to survive. I know it's their job, but it's that sort of... It's what makes me so angry about things like social media and, and general media. A press in general is where they yeah. have they have no ability to feel like a human being at times sometimes they do things and they just prove that there are human beings willing to tell human stories yeah and i know i'm not i don't want to tar every single journalist with the same brush because i know there are pals of mine who work within the media who listen to this um so i don't tar everyone with the same brush and i'm very very lucky i can say with my hand on my heart i don't work with anyone that would do that and if i ever did i would bury you under a patio <laughs> that is an official threat <laughs> Don't try me. You're only saying that because they've tapped your phones. I don't care. That, I, that <laughs> you can quote me on that. Clip this out and play it in court, right? If I work with anyone who does such a thing, I will bury you under a patio for being just an absolute moron. Uh, yeah. Absolute scum, I, I, basically. It, it's, absolute it's, scum. It's, it's but not all so, journalists are like that. No, they're just, not. Just most. No, they're not. I'm joking. They're, they're really Very not. small amount of people but go to these lengths. I, and, I, and I, you know, let's get, let's get back to the reality of this. This is a television show. It's a drama. But, but that's the people. There are kids like going missing. I know, and stuff. I know, that. and that's that's the that's what makes this so unfortunately yeah. Um, real. Yeah, I think is the only word for it. So I've got a question though. Gone. I'm working ba myself up. What is this episode? This is brilliant. On, based on this first episode. Yeah. Who is the killer? Dad. Why do you think it's dad? Because Olivia Coleman told me with her eyes. Like no, like that's, that's that's what I kind of said right at the start was yeah. that there's a there's a moment where they're in the kitchen and Ellie's talking to them, and like I know everyone deals with grief in a different way and actually I think it's quite a wonderfully well done shot with mum dad um, sister and I think it's Nan on yeah. the sofa together and they all sort of react in very different ways. Now the daughter I think it's like fifteen. Something like that. I think yeah. she's alluded to be fifteen. Um, obviously Danny was eleven. So they're all they're at very different stages in their lives, and obviously the relationship is equally unique whilst they're all directly related to it. But they do a very nice job of actually portraying four very different reactions to the same tragedy. Yeah. But either he's a terrible actor, Andrew Buchan. Well, I don't think he is because I don't think he'd have been cast alongside these stars. Uh, yeah. Um, or there's something definitely not right about it. Now, well, obviously, there's lots of little things which I'm not going to mention because mm -hmm. I think it's unfair for us to even spoil the pilot episode. There are lots of things that happen right at the end of the episode yeah. which are just like, oh my. Yeah. Oh my, oh my. Um, and if the first 15, 20 minutes don't make you want to watch the rest of the show, yeah. the last five minutes guarantee will. 
So the good thing is, because I watched this on when it first aired, yep. I can't remember who the killer is. Oh, excellent news. So I was watching this like, oh, obviously I know who the killer is. And I was watching this like, And then you couldn't remember. I have no idea who the killer <laughs> is. Forgotten. This is amazing. Now I've got to watch it again, which is brilliant. Excellent. Um, so I know these are three seasons, and I know the third season is a completely different case. So the, so the, so the first two series are about the same case. case yeah, oh, okay. Which is great, yeah. Um, and I remember the end sequence of the of the first season. But I still can't remember who did it. Right, okay. I still can't remember who did it. Well, we'll find out in due course watching it. There's eight episodes per series. There are three series available. Um, you can get them on things like Prime and I believe the ITV Hub, uh, which is where it was originally screened on ITV. Um, yeah. And this episode's back in March of 2003. This is seven years old. Yeah. Um, and it's only called episode 1.1. No points for that. Um, but should we run <laughs> through the commandments of yeah. other thing? Uh, do you want to watch episode two? I must watch episode two. 100%. Does it have a memorable theme tune, title the sequence to the show? Not really. No. That's the does bit. It, it does a lost type thing where it's just yeah. me. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Well, the journey. Yes. The journey, yes. Is, yeah. Is unfortunately, the death. Would you pause for a pee? Yeah, Absolutely, you have I would. to, really. Yeah. I, think, I think sometimes you have to pause for a quick wipe of tears. <laughs> Do you feel emotionally connected? I think I've demonstrated Man. that. Yeah, that's more than a lot of what we've seen before. I think this makes up for the lack of emotion in some other shows. Uh, would you recommend it? Absolutely. Yeah. Go and 100%. watch it now. Does it have a mic drop? Several. Yeah. I mean, this is mic drop city. Yeah. I mean, this is a technician's at, nightmare. Yeah. If, if yeah, if you worked at a venue and you and was, you had this many mic drops, you'd be sacked. Well, yeah, you'd be out of equipment. Um, does it defy expectations? Hundred percent. It's yeah. a cop show. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't like, be this good. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it. Should, it, it it's just another cop show. No, yeah. it's not. It's the thing that every other cop show should be held yeah. against. In and my now, book. if you think about it, in hindsight, of course, Olivia Coleman, David Tennant would be an amazing show. Back then, they were they weren't they David weren't Tennant who they are Olivia now. Yeah. they are in twenty twenty. Um, has it aged well? Is it, yeah. Is it timeless? Yes, because because it's set in that sleepy town. It could be it could be in the nineteen twenties. It could be in the two thousand fifties. That town's barely yeah. ever going to change. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree. It's timeless. And um, did people talk about it? Yeah, they, yeah did. they did. They banged on it. So. And, and I, to be honest yeah. with you, I can't really understand why. I never really watched it at the time of. I, I don't know how you missed it, mate. <laughs> Some listen. As I said this morning, first thing on my show this morning. Sometimes, a, a, you know, a bit of cult, pop culture will pass you by, just because you're busy taking another pop culture. Yeah. Um, which does actually remind me. There's a show I want to put on our list. All creatures, great and small. That's the veterinarian one, yes, right? Yes. I remember right. being okay. a kid Don't and that worry. being on TV. Don't speak any more about it. Never seen it. Okay, we're, we're doing that soon. <laughs> soon on the pilot podcast. Oh, against the good life. Uh, um, oh, that would be amazing. Right. Anyway, comes in a minute. Comes in a minute. One thing I want to say about this show, go on quickly, is because it was very popular over here, the Americans remade it. Ah, they bet they ruined it. Called Grace Point. Ruined it. Starring. Don't care. David Tennant. And still not as good. Not Olivia Colman. Well, well, there we go then. It's not as good. Why as would it? you make? Why would you remake it and Don't take know. out Olivia Colman? Sometimes the Americans do strange things. Mental. Never makes any sense to me. Right, score time. Um, what would you give Good Omens out of ten? Straight six. Um, cool. It's fine. It's fine. It didn't really propel me to watch episode two that quickly. I will watch it. I mean, this good. I mean, obviously the acting's brilliant. Uh, it just didn't grab me as much as I think it should have. And I think there's a reason why people don't talk about it as much as other things. But okay. it's still fine, six. I'm going to give it 7.5. Okay. I really liked it. It was better, much better than I expected. I didn't actually think it was going to be that good. Right. And I was 
massively impressed with Michael Sheen as well. So he's always good. Certainly helps. Yeah. So thirteen and a half points for Decent. good omens. Pretty good score. Not bad at all. I'll slide that Off into average. the league table. Not top fifty. No. However, I think this might just make it in the top five. Um, right. What do you think, Broadchurch? Out of ten, or you have an eleven to play if you wish. I'm not playing the eleven. Okay. It's it's great. Um, I'm going to obviously go high because it's an incredible pilot. I don't think I'm going to be as high as you. I'm going for 8.5. Okay. Um, which is still mega bloody high. Um, there's better to come, and it's wow. a great introduction. I don't think I'm ready for a better. I don't think I'm ready for a better episode than that. Wow, okay. I'm going 8.5 okay. and uh, just have some wiggle room. 9.5, not messing around. Wow. Shouting it out there. It's 18 altogether. So. Yeah, 18. So it has to go in the top 50. Ooh, in fact, it makes top 25. Wow, good. So is it better than Dawson's Creek? Yes. Is it better than Halt and Catch Fire? Yes. Cobra Kai? Yes. Dear John? Yes. Incredible Hulk? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Yeah, fire. Mr. Bean? Yes. Yeah. Robotech? Yeah. Yes. Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. Westworld? Yeah. The good, yeah, probably. The Good Place? Yeah. The Walking Dead? Yeah. It's the top rated 18 show. Ooh, can't, even, can't even go any higher than that. What number so is it? 14th. That's really that's a, high. But I think that sounds fair. That's how we start the year, boys and girls. That sounds fair, We though. start the year going in at 14th place. Wow. <laughs> that's madness. Absolute madness. So, how wow. do we pick up from here, Jed Shepard? Where do you go from that? We have to think of two more shows. We do. Um, we do. And you go first, mate. So, what are you thinking? Oh, um, well, I'm thinking I want to do something a little bit... We've done some recent things in recent Can you go back in time? Because I've... Yeah, listen, can All we? Creatures Great and Small is ready to go whenever you're ready, but we'll maybe save that for a few weeks. Well, there's a show I've been meaning to watch for ages, mm -hmm. and um, I just basically want to watch it soon, so I'm going to suggest it now. Okay. Um, it's not really related to anything, but I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a show that I think was 80s and maybe early 90s. Right. Stars, now I get this, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. What, on the telly? Yeah, but you'll like this even more. He is a late night DJ in it. Radio <laughs> Bruce DJ. Willis is a late night DJ? Yeah. Shut it's up. called Moonlighting. It was one of the most <laughs> oh, yes. popular shows in America at the time. And it's why people love him and why he got to do Die Hard and things like that. Um, so Moonlighting. I've never seen it before. I've always wanted to. So now's my opportunity. Oh, wow. Okay. Blimey, what do it's I a go big with that? A big star on a TV show. Can that's you think? A, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you probably use Olivia Colman now, but... No, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking big A-list Hollywood film star oh. in a show. I can, I can, I can bring out well, a couple for you. The problem is we had George Clooney in ER. Yeah. Which we've already done and we loved. There's Catherine Zeta-Jones in Darling Buds of May. But was she in the pilot? Yeah, in Darling Buds of May. Okay. Yeah, she was. Um, which was called Marietta. I remember that because everyone fancied her. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the list of shows that are being sort of suggested alongside this. Um, okay. So I'm going for a little bit of help here. And I'm already liking the look of this one. So, right. The Streets of San Francisco. Is that Michael, show? Yeah. Yeah. Detective, which I believe from the looks of some sort of very subliminal links, there's a bit of a cop theme to the Moonlighting show. Oh, okay. So I don't know. There's a little bit of a cop link. Yeah. But this has got Michael Douglas. Catherine Zeta-Jones' husband, which yeah. is a coincidence. Yeah, um, that's why I immediately sprung out. So Michael Douglas in the streets of San Francisco. Nice. By the looks of this, that's the 70s. pilot. Uh, I can't see the year. The 
the pilot episode looks like it's an hour and a half. It looks like it's a TV movie. Okay. I'm, but it's I'm a TV cool show that. nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's called Pilot as well. Oh, so points already. I'm, I'm, wow. already, I'm already 2 nil up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jenny's going to win. Um, which I need to, in fairness, because I've been doing terribly recently on the pilot. Um, so there you are. Okay. The Streets of San Francisco. Yeah. And Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yeah. Two big star, A-list Hollywood movie stars in, in TV, TV shows. shows. Wow. Let's see how they turn out. Yeah. They obviously went on to do big things, but were they any good at the start? We'll, <laughs> we'll find see. out next week. We'll see. Uh, if you've got any other shows you're watching, new or old, any classics from yesteryear that like that you want us to watch and have a review of, we're very welcome to do so. Just let us know on Twitter. Jed Shepard. You can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepard. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman. That's T-H-E-E, Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, and if you really want, we will attempt to sing your Twitter handle as well for you um, for a small fee of 95 pounds. Um, so <laughs> next week, uh, Moonlighting versus the streets of San Francisco. Please me the same. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Oh, here it goes. Poop, poop. What's that? It's my new sign-off. Jesus. <laughs>